guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us for our discussion today. Um, for our SANS talk this week, we're going to be talking about rape culture. Um, we're gonna define it, go over things like false beliefs and ideals that kind of contribute to the culture of rape. I'm gonna go ahead and let everyone else introduce themselves. Again, my name is Faith Nomchev. I'm a victim advocate, outreach coordinator, and prevention educator at Rape Counselors of East Alabama, and I'm a Master's of Social Work student at Jacksonville State University. I am Annabelle, and I am a senior at Auburn. I'm Lila. I'm a senior at Auburn. I'm an intern with Rape Counselors of East Alabama. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so first, to start off, we're just going to define rape culture and what that is. Um, so rape culture is a culture where rape is pervasive and normalized, a society in which basically people are taught not to get raped instead of not to rape. So first question, talking about colleges and rape culture is, would you consider college rape culture a thing like different than typical rape culture? Would you say it's more pervasive? Would you, how would you look at it differently than just like typical rape culture um, ideals? It's definitely more pervasive and it's, there's never anything that's told, like there's no education on teaching people to not rape. It's all about how to be safe and how to not get raped. I have never heard of like anything like that where they're saying, well, maybe you just shouldn't rape people. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think it, I think it is a call, like it is a thing on campus at college. I think Auburn um, does a good job at like giving resources, providing resources, but you don't hear of them trying to stop it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, which not necessarily their job, but like other students, just the community around. Right, and um, for anyone who's not familiar with Auburn University, we are lucky to have um, valuable resources. Like she said, we have this thing called Safe Harbor um, that is basically a designated part of campus life that is for victims of gender-based violence. So this includes stalking, um, domestic violence, dating violence, and sexual assault. So they're offering like very special, unique accommodations. So individuals who are affected may not have to go to classes um, if it's interfering with that, or even just getting them higher up on counseling lists, which are really hard to get into in universities, getting them with dietitians, just a very specialized program we have. And we're so lucky to have that at Auburn, but I know a lot of colleges don't have that. And a lot of colleges Basically, their um, sexual assault programs are through their Title IX, and that makes it kind of difficult because it's kind of like the legal side, but then also how are you supposed to be an advocate? So I feel like we're really lucky, and even though we do have all that, we still have so many instances of sexual assault on college campuses, and I don't know if you guys have seen The Hunting Ground. Have you ever seen that documentary? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think if anyone has not seen that, that's amazing. It gives you chills, and you're like, wow, how has all this been covered up? Like, how have I not seen these statistics before I watched this documentary? But yeah, very interesting. It'd be interesting for like students to compare their own statistics on their college campus. Because again, it's not something like you talk about um, that often or it's brought up, but it'd be interesting to compare across the states, mm -hmm. like different universities, big schools. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like in um, that thing, the hunting ground, they talk about like really, really big universities and they basically kind of like expose them for covering it. 
So it's mm -hmm. like really, really high number of incidences, but then it's these really, really low number of anything actually happening, any expulsions or anything. So yeah, I definitely think that would be interesting to see and like comparing like, is it more of a Southern thing? I mean, it's everywhere, but like, are we seeing higher numbers at Southern states? Yeah, just like how prevalent. So good. Um, so let's talk about victim blaming. Um, how does it contribute to rape culture? Um, well, I think one of the like most common myths about it was unfortunately today, like victims sometimes are first discredited before they're believed or um, they kind of like maybe peers of theirs, depending on who the rape by, especially on college campuses, if it occurred at a fraternity or some type of sorority event, no matter what Greek life, then they're automatically like second guessed just because of um, the culture on college campus. And are you sure it happened like that? Like, you know, they're just second guessed, I feel. A lot of and if you're like, at a bar or if you were drunk or like out of it um you can wake up and think like well maybe i did say that i wanted it or did it actually happen i don't want to get this person in trouble because we're f like friends everyone's gonna like get mad if i like get this person in trouble it's like always i feel like every case i've gone to it's like the victim is more worried about like what's gonna happen to the perpetrator than like actually getting to like speak up about it. Especially in today's society, I mean, women are viewed as like flirts, I feel like a lot of times. And if you were like overly flirty or if um, your perpetrators like can talk about how like you talk to them, um, a lot of times victims can be put at blame pretty quickly and the roles are reversed, so. I feel like a lot of that is pretty prevalent with victim blaming. Right. It like shifts literally the blame back onto the victim instead of the perpetrator. Just like right. to do everything that don't get raped because it's your job not to. It's your right. job not to wear something certain, not to get drunk, to take care of yourself. Don't flirt with him. Don't say that if you don't want him to want to have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that just basically ends up with, it's not their responsibility not to rape. It's your responsibility not to get raped. Right. I think also because there's been cases before where the girl is lying because there's been a few of those that just blew up to, well, every single girl is lying. And especially if it's an athlete, like, oh, well, she just wants attention. She like is embarrassed. Something from him. Yeah. He turned her down, which there are cases where it is false, but I don't think that we should immediately jump to she's lying because it's an athlete or because she wants attention or like whatever. Right. But I think that because there have been a few times where someone is lying, it just kind of like ruins that for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for anyone who's like not in the sexual assault field, kind of like we are, the statistics for individuals who lie about sexual assault are the same as the statistics for every other crime rate at which people lie. So the myth has just been glorified that um, people lie about sexual assault when really it's just as equally like to happen with any other crime. Um, so how are rape jokes harmful and what effect could they have? 
I think they're incredibly harmful. I hate when people say like, oh, that test just like raped me or that was like the hardest day. It just like raped me. Like, I think that word has a lot of power behind it and people don't really think about that. So if you say that, like walking out of a test, you don't know who is around you that could like set them off. Like when I've heard it in class and stuff, it just like puts me in like a different state. Like, I don't know. It just, it's like a really powerful word and people shouldn't just like joke about it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, I feel like people are trying to starting to use it in like language, which I don't think is really appropriate by any sense because it does, it knocks the word. The word means something and it's powerful for a reason. Um, It stands alone and to use it like saying, oh, I just like, I can't think of an example. What you said was good. Like, oh, that test just raped me. Something like that. That takes power behind that takes a victim's voice almost basically because if you think about it like she said a victim could be anyone could be listening and hearing that and it instantly draws them back to that moment and what they went through is so severe and it did happen to them it was real it wasn't fake like it's not a figure of speech um so i think it's really i think it's wrong to use that in any kind of language or term other than what it actually is mm-hmm. the kids well, we've done education programs and me and Lila and Faith um, went to like middle schools and high schools and elementary schools to talk to them about this. And every time we would say the word rape, everyone like got quiet and like was paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I guess the transition from high school to college, everyone just like loses that sense that that word means something. But I think that it, we shouldn't lose like how much power that word has and if someone does say that word everyone should have that same reaction that the kids that we were talking to had or someone needs to speak up and say like don't say that word like every time I hear it I say something about it like you can joke about other stuff like don't joke about that and it always makes the other person kind of uncomfortable but I'm sure they won't do it again because I made them feel uncomfortable I mean when people talk about it like Um, or when people say that they don't have enough, um, like light on the subject to them. Like I would want them to know, like if their brother or sister had gone through something like that, then I know they wouldn't feel comfortable without someone else saying it to them. Like, or if they known someone personally who has been through that, then I just feel like that, that wouldn't happen. Even my experience here, just interning the semester, like it's, brought in my eyes to so much about how prevalent sexual assault is and what all it really means um, from the topic of consent to what you do with a, um, if you have been sexually assaulted or raped. I think it's a lot ser- more serious than a, like a lot of people believe because they don't have enough information on it mm-hmm. or they don't get to see like what a victim goes through truly, the side effects. Yeah. And people joking about it just desensitizes the word and it just normalizes the word and you grow up and you hear it and it's a joke. And then, so when you get older and it comes to those situations, you're like, well, is it that serious? Cause it was always a joke when I was growing up. Right. It takes away. Never be treated as a joke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this was one that I found really interesting. I feel like as a society, one of the main contributors to rape culture is this, 
false narrative that um, as soon as rape victims come forward, they're believed and like the law enforcement does the right thing always and the law always takes care of them. And like, why wouldn't they report? I mean, it's, they'll get what needs to happen done. So why wouldn't they? And I feel like it just kind of eliminates and disregards the very, very difficult process it is for victims. Um, and so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on why people kind of just automatically believe that everything goes right once someone comes forward. Wait, are you asking why do people not report? I'm asking like why, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand. Like people always go, well, why didn't you report? I'm asking why do you think people have the mindset of, oh, it's super easy to report. You know, you go there, everyone believes you. It's taken care of properly. Why would no one not report? Uh -oh. When it's in our experience, very different most of times. Yes. Um, well, every experience that I've been to, first off, um, if you're, no matter how old you are, if you're in college or if you're working, going to the hospital can actually be quite a process and not a lot of people have that time that they can take off their hands. Um, a rape kit can take about anywhere, I feel like, from like two to four even six hours depending on what it is or um, what all they're trying to collect and go through. So the first thing that comes to mind is people who are working that can't take the time off to go do that or, um, or students who have a class. And a lot of times people don't understand that once a rape has occurred, there's a time limit and the time you can go to report. So it's like a 72, 72 hour window where you have to go to the hospital then to get that test for the evidence to still be there. So I think people um, also this goes for like why people don't don't get a kit and why people think that the victim is always believed and that it's just easy is because there's not any information on like what it is. Like I had no idea what a rape kit was until I started like volunteering here and interning and stuff. And people also don't know anything about like the, um, what's the word? Court process. Court side, yeah, criminal side, whatever. Because mm -hmm. um, it does, it's a lot of stuff and the victim isn't always believed. It's not a super easy thing. So I guess that should have more information about that. Yeah, it can be kind of difficult, but we can like get through it. And then the rape kit itself should be taught more that it's not as bad as you think. You should get it done just in case, making that seem less scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not as intimidating. Like if you know, like these are the steps that are gonna happen. Um, you don't have to do anything with it if you don't want to. You don't have to call the police when you get there. I think that can be really scary. Mm -hmm. Thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have to talk to the cops like letting them know like those little things that it's not as scary as you think it is to actually get the kit done. Yeah, I think it comes down to that a lot of victims don't know all the options that they have once they have, if they have been sexually assaulted. Um, sometimes they don't have the information or the options at hand. Like I had a friend in high school, she sexually assaulted, she didn't even know that she could do anything really about it because the education and information received when we're younger does not really prepare you if you were to encounter a situation like this. Um, 
it's not the first thing you think of. I mean, on colleges, an adult, you know the right, like you hear what to do, what you can do. But when you're younger, not all the times you hear, oh, you go to the hospital, you can go report it, um, anything like that. Sometimes people just don't even know their options. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I think kind of as a society, we want to cling to this idea that the people who are in power or in charge are always going to do the right thing and that the legal system, I'm not trying to bash on the legal system, that the legal system is there for the victims and is, it comes out with the right result and achieves justice. But many times it just, it doesn't. Um, just because of the situations of sexual assault in the very, very gray, like, areas of evidence. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's something people don't understand. Like, it's just, it's not that simple. And to even get that far, a victim has to over and over and over again share the most personal and intimate details of one of the most traumatic experiences of their life to people. So it's a very difficult process, um, which most of the time does not end in a prosecution. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, like, too, working here, I've learned that this doesn't happen, like, a trial doesn't happen six months from when the rape occurs. So, yeah, it can be, like, a very long process that a lot of people may feel that they don't want to put themselves through, so then they just don't say anything or do anything about it. Also, going back to um, rape occurring on college, campuses and not reporting. Um, like I said, at Greek Life Functions, there are many sexual assault cases that you hear of that never follow through because victims are scared of speaking out and telling their truth. They don't want to get um, an organization in trouble. They don't want their friends to like reject them or um, be mad that they reported like if it was a peer of theirs um they don't want to get them in trouble so i feel like there's a lot of pressure that a victim goes through with facing on having to decide whether to report or not or even go get a kit or not yeah yeah there are so many um variables that you don't even think of yeah it's like there. but yeah that's actually a really good segue into the next um point so what damage does it do when it's implied that rape occurs in like varying severities? So an example of this would be people seeing um, stranger rape as more real rape than like date or acquaintance rape. Um, I mean, I think that there shouldn't be a severity of it at all. Yeah, I think it kind of knocks the idea out that people can let their guard down even in more situations. Mm -hmm. I think also there shouldn't be like a scale of whose rape is worse. Yeah. Or like whose yeah. was whatever. Like we may look at it and think like, oh, she physically looks like her rape was worse. But what about this girl who was fine physically, but like emotionally is worse than the girl that was like physically worse. Like, you can't judge off of, I think we judge off of, like, the outside as people, not us three, but, like, you see, like, the outside and you think, like, okay, that was really bad, mm -hmm. but there shouldn't be a severity. It's severe to that person, and we can't just, like, judge how severe we think that it is. 
that all situations are different. And I don't think that one victim getting raped by a stranger versus another victim getting raped by um, someone she knows or like a peer is worse than one or the other. I think of anything like both should just show that you need to be cautious in any situation that you put your or that you go in, not that you put yourself in because you're not putting yourself in that situation. But um, like, it's not to say that one is worse. I think they're both equally as bad and um, everyone has different experiences. Someone might have a story to tell, like a longer story about it maybe, but that doesn't mean that what they didn't go through wasn't just as traumatic as what the other person went through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it could deter someone who was raped by their date, raped by even like a husband or a boyfriend from coming in and seeking help because they're like, well, I mean, was mine really rape? Like people have like strangers rape them. Like, isn't that what rape really is? Um, mine wasn't that serious. So I'm sure like, it's okay. Like I'm, mine wasn't as bad as theirs. So I don't need help. Um, yeah. One of the most common, I didn't even know that much about this, but like you can still be raped when you're married. Like that's still a thing that occurs that a lot of victims I feel that do encounter that second guess themselves because they are in a committed relationship. But I mean, consent can be taken and given at any time. And just because you're married doesn't mean you're willing to have sex every single night. Like if you are raped, you are raped. You did not consent. So I think that's something important to keep in mind too. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't make any less serious because you were married, you had sex with them before in any situation. That doesn't mean you said yes that time. Yes. Yeah, I don't think that there should be any word that is a real rape or date rape, stranger rape. Like it should just be rape. I agree. And I feel if anything, people saying that um, stranger rape is like worse than date rape um again I feel like that makes people more like nervous to speak out if they had been raped by a peer or someone that they dated so um we're talking about male survivors how do you think rape culture and how society kind of use um male masculinity and everything how does it affect them if they're victims of rape or sexual assault Uh, A big one that makes me think of is that men aren't supposed to show emotions Mm -hmm. that much. Like, that's supposed to be, like, women that um, are the ones that are crying or showing emotional or being emotional. So that's the first thing I think of, like, male stereotypes Mm -hmm. um, are a big factor. Yeah, like, men just don't get raped. Mm -hmm. Well, they do. And it's like uh, Lila was saying, like it can be embarrassing for them because you don't really hear about it. So if a guy says that he gets raped, it's like, no, you didn't. Like guys love sex. You're supposed to like have wanted that. Um, Why didn't you just like overpower whoever was attacking you? Like, I don't know. I think it's just seen as it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like that's it. It just, no one thinks that it happens really. Even going back to like um, the rape jokes thing, how you joke about in male prisons, like them raping each other. Like that's just like, like the don't drop the soap joke. Like that's common. That's something I've heard since I was in like elementary school, but it's Mm -hmm. like 
why are you scaring people from not wanting to go to prison because they're going to get like I, it just doesn't make sense to me like that should mm. but yeah and <laughs> why they, they even say that on prison shows like yeah. when they're in the prison like yeah <laughs> no you should be joking about that yeah <laughs> yeah um and like y'all said like the whole like male stereotype how could you let that happen you must have actually wanted it like there was no way you could have gotten raped that's guys can't get raped yeah yeah um yeah that's a good one just the what we put on them society so finally what can we do to stop rape culture is it possible for us to stop rape culture I think not completely because I don't think there's anything in the world everyone's going to agree on. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to. Um, I think that we can make a big difference. Um, I think what we've done, like going and talking to kids before they get to college is like really beneficial because they know things. I was never taught about it in high school. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Um, I mean, I knew what rape was, but nothing of like none of the information that I've learned. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like the education super important. And then like how we've talked to like law enforcement, I think that's important because if someone does go to a cop and they know what they're talking about, it could be less scary than if the cop's like, what? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know how to help you, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think like with the education, there can definitely be a big change in rape culture. Yeah, I agree. I don't think necessarily this will ever end, unfortunately. I don't think that one day people will like not get raped or encounter sexual assault because bad things happen all the time in our world. Um, but I think reducing statistics or um, making sure that victims know it is okay to report and um, seek help. I think that is um, like the power that we can do, like what, how we can benefit and help reduce those numbers. Like she said, talking about edu or educating students on consent. Um, I never received any type of education when I was in high school on consent. Um, in fact, interning here is probably the most <laughs> education I've ever had on this subject. So um, spreading it and telling people their options, what to do, and that they aren't the only ones, um, and just giving that power back to them. I think that's what we can do. Yeah. As a I definitely agree. And also just like even what Annabelle said, she said that when someone makes a rape joke, she's like, hey, that's not cool. Like, yeah knock it off they're probably not going to do that again because they're going to think about that one time that you embarrassed them in front of everyone so just even doing little things like that making sure that people know hey you you can't say stuff like that that's not cool and even not like bringing on cancel culture but even like comedians and tv shows and um, movies when they're talking about it in a derogatory way like pointing it out, even on social media, being like, hey, this isn't cool. Why, this is wrong. This is why it's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Because um, we actually talked about this last week, but that roommate movie where the guy made a rape joke, like, it's just crazy that that, like you think about how many people did that have to get past for it to get put in the final cut of the movie? 
Wait, yeah. what movie? Um, so there's a movie called The Roommate, and this girl and this guy, she, like, spilled her drink on him, something like that, and she had, like, a lot of alcohol, and she didn't know it, and he's like, I would, if my frat brothers knew that I was with a girl who had three to four um, cups of alcohol and I didn't get her upstairs, they'd put me on kitchen duty for a week. Yeah. I went and watched it when Spade talked about it. I've seen that movie. It's a scary movie. Yeah, it's like in the first, like, couple of scenes. And he was like, yeah, we have the punch spiked. And she was like, really? And he was like, yeah, we always spike the punch. I was like, y'all are making frats look bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a just pointing out things like that being like hey that that's not cool like it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be uncomfortable you're gonna be that person people are like oh she's sensitive but no you're not sensitive you're you're stopping great culture so just like little things like that and making other people know where you stand and where you think others should stand I think the worst thing that um society could do today is make it normalized like to normalize it means you're taking the power like of it from a victim really I just feel like you're making what they went through whatever they encountered so much less significant Mm -hmm. when it should be to them they have that right to um feel that way like about because it's traumatizing so it shouldn't be something that's like normal in today's society or used in everyday language because it's a big deal and it should stay a big deal something that shouldn't be happening right that's just you know it shouldn't be like something that's just a women's issue it should just be accepted that that's just may or may not happen to you in your life because statistics yeah i definitely agree do you guys have any more thoughts on rape culture? Comments? But I can think of. Perfect. All right. Well, this is a good discussion, guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in for our second Sam Talk. We will see you guys next week and let us know down below what you thought about our discussion of rape culture. Um, anything you could add, any ways you think of that we could help end rape culture and work together for now. Thank you.